everyone. Welcome to episode 50 of Vague Zone. I am your host, Thomas. And I am Daniel. And today we're discussing the 2020 film Relic. It's a, a viewer suggestion by a good friend of mine, Eden. So thank you for that suggestion once again. And so, yeah, Daniel, would you like to read us the IMDb synopsis for Relic? Sure. Uh, daughter, mother, and grandmother are haunted by a manifestation of that consumes their family's home. Not, I don't care for this uh description because i feel like it kind of gives away the magic of the movie a little bit yeah it just sort of completely lays it all out there i'm how about, like <laughs> how about we edit how about we edit out this imdb description because i feel like i went into this blind and for me a lot of the joy that i got from this movie was kind of putting the pieces together of like what this movie's about yeah i feel that too so i'm the same way i went in blind but yeah i think if people are going to listen I, you know they might watch it before if not you know do you think well, it's a complete spoiler and ruins it <laughs> i think that's a spoiler right at, out of the gate okay um, all right but yeah what did you yeah yeah let's just beep it uh, okay yeah yeah <laughs> what did what did you uh what did you think of relic so i'll start off i say i really enjoyed this movie a lot um I love how quiet it is. I love just the way it's shot. Uh, it's really good performances. I, yeah, I'm, as I get older, I really, really love like these smaller horror films where it's like lower budget, really, you know, it's about a particular thing. And so it's a movie talking about dementia. And yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, it's not like a very in your face horror film, but it definitely has a lot of really eerie moments and really good use of makeup and just very subtle scares and yeah really good framing um yeah i i really dug it um i understand why some people would not like this movie because you know horror movies tend to sort of be over the top and go really big and you know have like if there's a, a jump scare it's going to have a loud sound cue or something like that and this is not that type of movie it's a very contemplative movie about dementia and family and yeah i felt i really fell in love with it and i think it helped well not really helps but like I re like my grandmother passed away in July. And so I think I was just still kind of caring a lot of that while watching this movie. And yeah, it really spoke to me just about like the realities of sort of experiencing uh, a loved one be at the tail end of their life. And just the realistic depiction of that is just really beautiful in this movie. So I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, what'd you think about it? Um, yeah, I walked, I walked away from this movie like, really enjoying it initially i think for the first half i was pretty bored if i'm honest um i was kind of i was waiting for the pieces to come together i was waiting for something to pay off because i like i said i went into this blind i didn't know anything about it i just turned it on and it's it's doing it's like creepy horror stuff horror dread stuff um, but there's nothing, there's no major set pieces. And I, I really did find the first half very compelling trying to understand like what exactly was happening. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until things really kicked off horror wise, uh, towards the end that, you know, it was really coming together for me, what this movie is about, what it's playing with. And I feel like it had a really satisfying payoff. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So let's jump in and talk about this, like casting a little bit. Cause yeah, I think the casting is, is fantastic in this. Like we have, uh, Robin Nevin from, uh, Matrix Revolutions and, uh, Reloaded fame as Edna playing like the matriarch of this family is sort of, like, it starts off with her disappearance and, uh, her uh, daughter, uh, Kay played by Emily Mortimer and, uh, Sam by, uh, Bella Heathcote, like go to this old house to basically solve this like mystery. And so, the first like I don't know like 20 minutes 15 minutes or so is like doesn't that sequence 
sorry, that sequence doesn't last too long of, uh, uh, I guess, we're, yeah, because it ended, uh, spoilers, and it does come back. And that's sort of like where the movie really kicked off for me is when we get that like nice reveal inside of the kitchen. But yeah, what do you feel about like, you know, the, the first bit of the movie? You said you were kind of bored by it. Yeah, I was kind of bored. It's like, I, I, I felt like taking notes was more engaging uh or or it like brought me into the film a little bit more like writing things down trying to like track the clues of like what was going on um police say they don't know the last time uh or the last person she contacted um we see we find out that she was still feeding her pet even though the pet's been gone for a long time um there are these wooden spoon lock on the doors uh it's really weird (laughs) it's just like all of this stuff is kind of all of this information is trickling in uh, Jamie isn't allowed to visit uh, the neighbor anymore. Um, there's a post-it note that says, don't follow it. And so, yeah, it's, it, uh, you know, as has been dis- mentioned, it, it feels like it could just be dementia. But we have seen this, like, uh, these, like, shadow people roaming around the house, like, very early in the movie. I think the first scene of the movie, we see, like, a shadow person in the background is... The mother is standing uh, in a doorway. Uh, yeah, it's like naked. The, the very first sequence of the movie is like a bathtub overflowing with water. So the water sort of just trickles down the stairway. And yeah, we get a shot of Edna sort of in like undressed, staring at this Christmas tree. And yeah, I actually really like the way that they have this sort of frame these figures because yeah, we just get like a, it's like the, the light is sort of moving through the room. And so we see like a hand lift off of, the her cat or not her at the couch her chair hands lifts off her chair but then as the light hits it's like there's no one there but then we take a we sort of the shot backs up a little bit and then yeah we can see someone sort of like standing up and yeah the don't follow what happens after my favorite little version of this scare in this movie is when uh, Kay is playing the piano and she's sort of like struggling to you know get into a rhythm because you know talking about her mom didn't like really push her hard enough or like she didn't have the right curvature of her hands to like really be a good piano player and then yeah there's like a figure at the top of the stairway sort of just very very like barely in frame and slides out yeah I think uh, yeah the movie I feel like the movie could have went really over the top and bigger with those moments but I, I really appreciate how just how small it is there's one moment where it's like very much in your face. And so the more obvious ones, I wasn't really a fan of, but I like the very like subtle, just like, you know, figure going past. It does it a lot though. The obvious one being under the bed or? Uh, well, well, that one sort of bothers me. That's the only one I like, just that only part I don't like, but um, the obvious one is uh, when it's right before the scene where Sam, dances with Edna and it's just like you just get a shot of just the figure kind of just just standing mm-hmm. like in it uh in like the window frame basically that was the only one that was like I mean that yeah that one felt obvious but the one under the bed just annoyed me because yeah it's like uh Kay like looks at it and like yeah. clearly sees it breathing clearly sees it <laughs> and then like sort of totally just ignores it when the book falls down and blames it on Edna so I was just like mm, it was like that was the only like moment where I was like okay that's just like kind of dumb so it's it's interesting to me that this is specifically about dementia because I feel like I feel like it could be like a few mental illnesses that's on display here. Um, okay. Because like I was uh, sitting with my my brother-in-law Colson and we're watching it and he knows quite a bit about like mental illnesses and he 
like he he went into it knowing nothing about it. He actually like missed the first like fifteen minutes or something like that. Sat down okay. with me, and as we're watching it, he's like, "Oh, uh, is she schizophrenic? Like about the about Edna?" And she's okay. like, "Oh, it's like paranoid schizophrenia. Like she's like accusing." Uh, yeah, at one point she's talking to herself about how like they're out to get her or something like that, when she's like carving a candle. Yeah, um, yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, this whole movie's about mental illness." Like he like unpacked it like pretty quickly like oh this is oh, all just like a metaphor for mental illness right on yeah that's good <laughs> and so yeah seeing the the scene where um is it k yeah yeah k, where k sees the man under the bed to me that felt like it's reflecting what kind of happens at the end of the movie where it's insinuated that this illness is going to take her on yeah, there's a hereditary does, aspect to it. Yeah, there's a hereditary aspect, and it, and I think her seeing the man under the bed is maybe like a glimpse of that. Like maybe it is already kind of taking her on. Okay, yeah, I I I, would, I definitely agree with that because I was gonna say that's how I feel about the last big sequence. We can sort of work our way to that a little bit later. But when C, uh, when Sam sort of gets lost in the attic, and I was like, okay, on upon second rewatch, I was like, okay, this is Sam's version of this whatever it is sort of manifesting mm-hmm. in her life and she's like she gets the little breadcrumbs like she goes into before Edna shows up she goes into her room and puts on her sweater and inside the sweater pocket there's the, the note that says don't follow it mm-hmm. and then she, she proceeds to sort of follow the breadcrumb, breadcrumbs up into the like closet area where Jamie was locked in and like proceeds to follow this dark shadow until the point where it just turns into a maze and the walls literally yeah. close in on her it's like House of Leaves. Did you ever read House of Leaves? No, I never read House of Leaves. Uh, <laughs> it's about a house that's larger on the inside than the outside. And okay. it's like, there's like a maze aspect and the walls are shifting and stuff. It's pretty that's cool. It's really cool. That's right. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate just the parallel between, I know it might be kind of on the nose for some people, but the just the parallel of this house is being overtaken with black mold and it's a parallel to just the what happens to these characters and just like just the uh the representation of that dementia just sort of just physically taking over you and yeah it's that's another thing where it's like yeah like isn't all this black mold on these like windows like kind of like extremely suspicious yeah, no one's like, noticing this <laughs> it's like no one's like kind of bothered or alarmed by the the growing black mold and like all yeah because they do notice it um yeah but i think mentioning that is about uh since commentary on just mental health in general. It's like maybe, yeah, they're all just willfully uh, ignorant about it. They're ignoring the signs. Um, yeah. What do you think about Edna's uh, hobby of like curling the carving candle? candles? Yeah. I'm not totally sure what to make of that, like in terms of how it relates to the rest of the movie thematically. Yeah, I think it's just a, a nice, like I think another visual parallel to what happens to her body at the end of the movie. Mm. Uh, yeah, but... I, when I first saw it, I was like, that just seems like a really dangerous hobby for an older woman, to, like, an older person yeah. to be doing, just like slowly, meticulously carving these candles downwards towards your thumb. And, and yeah, yeah, we get the scene where she's doing it, talking to nobody inside of her room and proceed, yeah, she, her hands are bleeding and Sam kind of freaks out that she just gets kicked out of the room. Oh, yeah. So like uh, going back to the mold thing, but it's just so so Edna has a line along the lines of... Um... Something about like the house in relation to memories. Like this house is the only, are the only memories we have, or something like that. Yes, this house is all we have left. Yeah, but she specifically says the word memory when she's talking about it. And so seeing the mold taking over the house 
And also, uh, Kay is, like, organizing all of her stuff. I believe it's Kay is organizing all of her stuff. Because yeah, we yeah. see, like, boxes all over the place. Yeah. yeah and so it's, it like, it feels like that is her trying to, like, if if the house is this sort of external, you know, metaphor of the internal phenomenon happening inside of Edna, then it's, like, Kay is, like, trying to keep things together. She's trying to, like, maintain these memories and, like, help Edna... Uh, you know, yeah, keep things organized. But then, like, there's a scene where, like, Edna throws away uh, Kay's, like, report card from when she was a kid. Yeah. In case of something, like, why are you getting rid of this? She's like, oh, I gotta make room. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, she's, like, making room for Sam. So it's like, you gotta, like, make room for this other person to come into your life, into your home, into your mind, your memories or whatever. Uh, you gotta clear yeah. out some space. And she's also confusing the two. There's like a scene where she calls Sam K and yeah, then she yeah. goes back and forth. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, I think the movie does a really good job of just the just plainly stating just the horror of, you know, when you're dealing with age in a very natural way. And it's like she's yeah, she's getting things mixed up. She yeah, accuses her of stealing the ring like a few scenes after yeah. she gives it to her and yeah, it's, it's like, a lot like the father. <laughs> it is the horror <laughs> version of the father. They would probably make a good double feature. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, did we do that on the show? I don't. I we don't did the father we... on this. Yeah, during okay. the the Oscars. Oh yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, absolutely. Yeah, it's just like the circular room. Yeah, it's just so heartbreaking, so heartbreaking. Um, okay, what did you? Th- uh, so we're talking about like uh, mental health and all that stuff. What did you think about the character Jamie? Jamie, oh Jamie, the neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, what do they think about him being having a mental disability? What do you think <laughs> like, it's like something like? Do you think it's do a I think it's deliberate, or like a very deliberate choice, or you know? I don't know. Do you... Like, because it feels like what it serves to me as an audience member is just it's showing kind of the depths of her cruelty. Um, yeah. By like locking him in this room, and you know he had uh, paint underneath his fingernails. Um, yeah, referring a, to him in a derogatory way yeah and it's very much just like an innocent person uh that you're like immediately sympathetic to and he smokes weed he's hella cool and he smokes weed <laughs> <laughs> so how can you hate jamie he plays hide and seek he smokes weed he's great yeah totally chill guy yeah i, I felt like that might have been a, another like sort of on the nose moment of what the movie at least with the, the script of just like okay like this character edna is dealing with this you know uh, deterioration of her mind mentally and but still is like you said it's like displaying her cruelty towards someone else you know who is you know just in, like a person who's like innocent in like the frame of all of this yeah and there's like an aloof aloofness to it and like okay so going back to the father it's so like after edna returns she's being like examined and she has like that bruise on her chest and she's like pretty much completely competent yeah. And so, it, yeah, it reminds me of, like, the father when Anthony Hopkins, there's some scenes where he's, like, totally, like, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lucid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, when you said the father, I was thinking about the dream, like, the, I guess, the dream sequence that we get inside of the guest house that shows up pretty early in the movie, where it's, like, we... Uh, we are familiar with the layout somewhat of the main house, but we, the most thing we're familiar with is, like, this... Uh, oct- octagon window or I don't know it's o- octagonal <laughs> but whatever the, <laughs> whatever the shape of this window this like you know, stained glass window and it's the same one that is on this guest house 
but the shot we get at this guest house is a very creepy dream sequence of like the door slowly opening and uh, creeping over the bed and there's just like this black mold stain on the yeah. ground and then like or at least in this first one it's like the I think it's like the father or like one of the, the male figures probably her husband or something like it's like <laughs> just laying there I, I think it's just the uh, yeah the Edna's father because like um, Kay mentions a great grandfather yes, yeah, yeah. in the cabin gotcha yeah. not husband the father, but yeah, the father. So, so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's when we establish that it's hereditary um and so what do you so what do you make of this ending when she's uh shedding the skin of edna uh it it really got to me i think just just the physicality of it really sells it and the makeup is, is fantastic just the the like the black mold sort of being under just like her poor like her porous like ripped skin is like it be it trickles in really slowly with the first like it's like kind of like a stain and she's like embarrassed to show it but then yeah we get the scene in the bathtub where she's locked inside there as the water's creeping up in the bathtub and she's mm-hmm. just like scratching at it and then eventually yeah. jabbing a knife in her like yeah. in her chest and in her face and yeah it's just when when she walked towards her when she's like inside sorry they're inside of the like upstairs attic area she's in the corner like fidgeting with her skin she turns and yeah. walks towards Kay and her bone snaps yeah was that was like, fucked that, up <laughs> yeah 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 this is good it's like finally the movie gives us something like just, just <laughs> the closest this movie gets to like gory but like and yeah, it didn't really things. like it didn't really matter though did it <laughs> not really it's just fucking gross yeah and yeah, I, I don't know like, here's something disturbing for you yeah it's just some nice little body horror and yeah i i think the ending is sort of it's kind of gorgeous to me that yeah it ends in a, such a, a tender note after yeah this nice like heightened really strange chase scene in this attic this like endless attic that's closing in on sam and they eventually get out and the, the mom's like wait like i'm just gonna like kind of stay here and handle this essentially yeah, it, yeah. I, I don't know i really appreciated that moment that yeah just like, like physically just tearing her skin off and it's really slow and meticulous and we can hear uh, Edna's like breathing. It's like mm-hmm. just like this wheezing. Please. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It's I think they just did everything sort of right in that. And yeah, I, I enjoyed. It. What about you? Um, yeah, it felt like I I I was pretty blown away by it because it goes from being horrific to just being like sad and tender. And when the credits roll, I was just kind of bummed out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But like, first off, the effect is great. Um, it did cross my mind, like, is this a puppet or something? And I just looked it up and it is an animatronic. It's not actually an actor covered in makeup. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the actual tearing of the skin, I sort of saw that as like Kay is helping Edna kind of like let go of who she was and like become this new entity. And like, regardless of, even if she can't, even if she was she has literally shed who she was before. Um, she's still gonna, Kay is still gonna be there to take care of her. Um, yeah. And the way my brother-in-law Colson saw it, he was like, he saw it as less, you know, she's removing who she was before and still taking care of her and more about like, even like she's helping her kind of let go. Um, and for, for him, it was more about like, there's still this vulnerable like entity at the core of this person and like that like the core of this it's like just acknowledging the core of that person and like yeah. taking care of the core of that person um even if they may uh, present differently i guess yeah even though like on like 
at the first glance, it might seem grotesque. It's like there's still a person under that. And I think, yeah, he has a really good commentary on just what happens to our bodies when we just get to that tail end of our life. And, you know, some people just physically can't even be in the room with someone when they're going through that. I've definitely experienced yeah. that this year where it's just like you, you recognize this person, you know, like Edna as uh, she likes to dance. She's vibrant. She, you know, mm-hmm. she's making tea. She's like, it's kind of sassy in there that she like, she's, she's, yeah, a really like fantastic person, but then you sort of see them in this different lens. And yeah, sometimes that can just be too much and like, really overwhelming for people. Yeah. And yeah, that's like some real shit. And I, I, yeah. I think it gives the movie a lot of props for d- uh, displaying it in a poetic way. Yeah. yeah. Seeing the black spot on the back of Kate's uh, shoulder. It's just like a really like, yeah, nice way to, to end it. And like, I don't know, like the horror, like the desperation of, trying to hold on to your memories like when she's eating the photographs and stuff like that yeah yeah. like that is that's horror (laughs) like that's horrifying to think about Um, yeah that's the i think like besides the the uh stairway scene like i think the stairway scene is like my favorite like just short little scary like moment of the movie but the the scene where they're outside and she's like yeah eating the photographs and burying the album is like my favorite part of the movie because yeah it's just it, it's just very real because you know, she, she says uh, this house is all we have left. It's it's like yeah, it's like it's really true. It's like if you don't have that house to, to sort of be like the base of all these events, the second best thing you have are these photographs of mm-hmm. you in these, of you in these places. And sort of yeah, her just ingesting the photographs physically yeah. is just like yeah, it's just a really good representation of that. But yeah, I was gonna ask, what did you think of uh, the scene where she like is at the doorway? And it does like a nice little camera trick where you think she's facing one way, but she's actually oh, facing. Oh god, us. yeah, that fuck, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I watched um, that like I definitely, five times. <laughs> I definitely thought her head was leaning backwards. She was gonna do some exorcist shit, but uh, yeah, that she's uh, just just very subtly yeah. moves her hair out the way. And I was like, God, this is really yeah, really totally nicely shot. Yeah, and then uh, the the black figure sliding into frame as Kay is doing that too. Like I didn't even notice it the first time but as like when i was just rewatching us wow it's just, there's like a black figure behind k scene too okay oh uh, yeah i think i did see that yeah yeah i just, I, I just dug that a lot um yeah i don't know i don't have a whole lot else to say uh about this one yeah i think yeah it sort of covered it well yeah i just want to give a shout out to just the cinematography in this movie there's yeah it, it, there's a, a really nice shot where uh it's right after edna shows up and uh Kay calls the police essentially and tells her that she's there, but it's like uh, in the silhouette and she's like behind like this just like series of windows. I guess it's just one big bay window or a door or something. But yeah, I just like the, just the use of silhouette in that scene. And also when she goes to Melbourne to look at the retirement home, just the way that all of the staff seems to be framed is like everyone's like really dark and you can't see anybody's faces. And I think that sort of just ties into just the figures in the house sort of mirroring the look of the figures inside of the retirement home. Something that um, a shot that really stood out to me is when uh, Edna is going to, and she's like eating the photos or like burying them. We get this like wide shot of Kay approaching Edna and they're having a pretty extensive dialogue, like from this wide distant shot. Um, and yeah, it held it held the shot for a long time, and I found it kind of unusual just because it, it felt kind of out of touch with everything else. Uh, it felt like they would have cut to a close up of their faces while they're having this conversation. But I don't I don't really have a lot of thoughts on that except that it stood out to me. 
yeah i feel that yeah there's a lot of nice just yeah subtle poet like poetic moments or that yeah sort of they sort of speak for themselves um anything else on relic uh no i think that's all um yeah i think that's about it what have you been watching this week i saw shang chi nice did you see it i did oh you did okay yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think of Shang-Chi? <laughs> I enjoyed it. I will say uh, we had a, me and my buddy Daniel Weimer had a, a funny experience at the theater where we like go. It's like the whole thing out here in, in South Korea is they like hype up like the popcorn. Like popcorn is like fucking fantastic. Really? It's just like, yeah, it's like a mix of just like chocolate, caramel and like butter. It's like in the big ass tub. But yeah, we bought that in the lobby. We go inside the theater and right before the movie starts, the lady comes just like, and she basically says in Korean, put the lid on the popcorn. No one's allowed to eat or drink during the movie. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, that's kind of weird. And I was like, I almost bought a beer in the lobby. And I was like, well, she like made me chug that right now. <laughs> like if I didn't just finish it in the lobby, I just yeah. thought it was an interesting little rule. But besides that, I, I enjoyed it. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah, fighting was good, I think. It got a little too, uh, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about the dragon battle at the end, yeah. but overall, so I think much. it's, yeah, I think it's solid. Yeah. Um, my only gripe, yeah, it does definitely steal uh, the whole Thor three plot point of you get invited to a fight and oh wait, the, you're not fighting an enemy, you're fighting someone your friend, like you know, you're fighting your sister, or it's like the moment when he's in the in the the gladiator thing oh, in Thor yeah. three. It's like it's like the same beat essentially. Besides that, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think my big criticism, well, okay, I have a few gripes with it. But, like, overall, <laughs> I like it. I think it's, like, one of the stronger, definitely one of the stronger solo Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Avengers movies are all pretty much up there, except for um, the second one. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, as far like, I, I, I don't think I've enjoyed, a like, a solo Marvel movie since, like, I don't know, maybe Black Panther? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like I didn't like Doctor Strange. I didn't like Captain Marvel. I didn't okay. like Black Widow. I didn't like Spider Man. <laughs> I, I didn't like Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, so yeah, I haven't liked a lot of these. This one, yeah, it has the action here is like some of the best action in all of Marvel. I think that that bus scene especially is like an all timer. Yeah, um, the bus scene is really well done. And then just like it's fucking Bill Pope shooting it. Like oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, from the Matrix. Like, Sweet. So, so yeah, it works. He he's credited as William Pope, was it, which is a little weird. I wonder if because because uh, there is some shaky green screen work. If he was like, mm, I'll distance myself a little bit. Huh, interesting. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty good. But yeah, going to my gripes, um, I can't really tell you who Shang Chi is <laughs> after seeing yeah. this movie. Like in terms of personality. Um, I think like a well-sketched character, a well-developed character, you should be able to pluck them out of the movie and insert them into another scenario and you'll know how they're going to react to that scenario. I can't tell you how Shang-Chi would react to anything. He's he's just kind of a dude, a normal dude. Yeah, kind of a normal dude. Yeah, like he has like a, a you know, a, a fun friendship with uh, character Katie. Katie. Yeah, it's a fun like little relationship with her where he's kind of like, the the responsible one and she's the you know the crazy oh let's go joy ride the car one they they have a nice little dynamic but yeah i'm definitely with you there's not a lot of time we get to spend with just him i feel like yeah i was talking to daniel i was like yeah like i think this movie could have used like one or two more just like just straight up fights where we sort of get to see his personality play out a little bit more but it's 
it's moving at like a breakneck speed yeah, sort of, you there's know, no go time from for san francisco to, <laughs> to to uh like beijing not beijing but um, the, whatever the country the second country is they go to the first one mm. it's uh it's macau is it did they go macau maybe yeah. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i forget but whenever they go for like the fight ring it's like they go there and then yeah then they go to, like to china so yeah i thought that yeah it moves really fast i thought yeah i was happy to see ben kingsley in it and he has some fun but he i feel like he sticks around for a, uh, a, 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 a little too long yeah i was not into the ben kingsley stuff oh uh, uh, yeah because like as like, soon as he shows up i was like all right first off this is weird this is like a weird place to include him in the movie like it feel it feels a little like contrived and then because it, it's basically like okay yeah. here's ben kingsley now he and he can talk to uh, one of these mystical creatures. Old Trevor. And mystical creature knows how to get them to where they need to go. And Shang-Chi's sister breaks them out of jail. <laughs> like it was all just like really convenient stuff happening like rapid fire. And I was like, yeah. all right, they just they're just trying to get this movie moving along. Um Yeah, yeah. And, just gotta get to those set pieces. <laughs> and like I feel like I'm I'm kind of grateful that that yeah, he didn't stick around too much. Uh he kind of fades into the background during uh, when they go to the you know whatever the mom's villages um, yeah and so yeah but then we get that special effects fest of dragon fights which is like I, I, a part of me is like yeah it's cool that they go there like it's cool that we get a dragon fight but i think yeah i think the way it was shot it's just kind of messy and it's difficult to parse uh some of what's going on yeah and especially that the sort of powers of the rings like they, we see a little bit of it in the beginning with the dad and uh, shout out to Tony Lung doing a fantastic job as like the father. But yeah, towards the end, it's like the rings are doing a, a whole lot of stuff. And I was just like, okay, like I wish that we had like a, just a dumb exposition moment where like, oh yeah, like the rings can do this, but they can't do this. Cause yeah, he's just going fucking crazy. You know, like doing big, like Dragon Ball Z level shit yeah. into this dragon. So yeah, it was fun. It was, yeah, I like that sequence. I like the line um, that's, the old guy gives to katie what i think it's like if it's like an old lady gives to her. um if you aim at, if you aim at nothing you hit nothing oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah that, I, I like that line a lot it sort of helps with her character gives her like a little arc yeah sort of just you know because the entire movie she's just like i don't know what i want to do and i'm just so impressed that you guys can sort of just do what you like you know just pick something just be really great at it and yeah. i think a lot of people can sort of sympathize with that sense yeah i definitely was sitting in a theater like yeah i, I, I kind of needed to hear this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it, it's I, I appreciate the movie sort of being just kind of like just raw in those moments and yeah i still like could have had a, a, just a few more just you know just straight fights nothing too crazy but i appreciate the uh the two Jackie Chan nods we get when he's on the bus and he says, I don't want any trouble. But then also mm. this like the in the really massive scaffolding fight. I think it's a, yeah. a nice little homage to his movies too. I think the scaffolding fight, I wanted a little more from that. I, I feel like it was like begging for just like a shot of just like the grid with like these like characters like swinging around and stuff like that. I don't know. It, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I think it is pretty fucking massive. I was... I'm like, you know, <laughs> heights freak me out when it's like unstable yeah. heights and shit like that. So yeah, I just wanted I, like a <laughs> uh, uh, static wide where like you oh, yeah, just see yeah. the actors kind of like popping around the grid, you know? Yeah, it feels a little like a little cluttered because, yeah, those guys are just going crazy with those like electric staffs. And yeah, yeah it's just like people getting saved and stuff. Yeah, it's, just, it's all cylinders firing. 
So what do you think is going on with Katie at the end of this movie? Because she's getting looped into bigger things. Did you watch the post-credits? Or the yes. mid-credits and post-credits? Yeah, so she's getting looped into Avengers World. But uh, she just shot one one good arrow. It doesn't seem to... like. <laughs> I feel like she's a better driver than she is an archer. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, that's a good point. I don't know. I've, while I was watching that, I was just like, yeah, she's definitely going to be like if we do eventually get like another another hot big, guy or, or no like another big ensemble marvel movie it's like she's most likely going to be there cracking jokes so well, i was just like yeah what i want to see is a movie of just the sidekicks so it's <laughs> yeah. it's aquafina it's the dude from spider-man who's the guy in the chair yeah uh i want uh i don't know there, we, yeah there's tons of great who's uh who's Th- in thor uh she's tessa thompson's character what is it uh i can't remember her character uh valkyrie yeah and korg bring korg in yeah um i want all of them to be stranded in the sunset they're waiting for shang chi to get home like you know i want like a a san francisco movie where they're just they can't get anywhere because of transportation issues yeah get michael pena from ant-man yeah (laughs) fantastic yeah all the sidekicks yeah 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 that's all i really watched though was shang chi Okay, for sure. Yeah, this past week, uh, there's a few things I wanted to mention. Uh, first of all, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, who passed away yeah. this past like Tuesday. Big fan of The Wire and Community. And yeah, I was binge watching Sopranos, and he actually shows up in The Sopranos where him and his daughter are teaching a very misguided character how to play chess. And I thought that was like, oh yeah, that's like a reference to The Wire, but it actually predates The Wire. And I don't know if you've ever seen the wire but there's uh, a emphasis on chess and like on just like sort of you know I, yeah using chess is like a metaphor just for life yeah like the, like the street shit or whatever but yeah this incredible loss he's a fucking fantastic actor really sad that he's passed so just want to give a shout out to him um but yeah i was getting my hair done at this salon in itaewon itaewon is like a little like it's very very close to a military base and so there's a lot of foreigners, a lot of Americans, a lot of black people, a lot of just everybody sort of in this small little neighborhood of South Korea. And I was getting my hair done in the salon, so owned by a Nigerian woman. And on the screen, she was watching this, uh, I don't even know how to get into this. It's like this Nigerian filmmaker, this female filmmaker by the name of Uche Nancy. And Uche Nancy is basically like the female Tyler Perry of Nigeria. She just mm-hmm. has like, a, like, her own production company does like all the stuff like in-house and just churns out just tons and tons and tons of these really like kind of ratchet soap opera type of movies and it's like i really appreciate it because uh it's the kind of stuff that i would never stumble upon on my own by just being on youtube but yeah if you look up Uche nancy on youtube there's just hundreds and hundreds of videos of just like these soap operas like type of shows some of them are like 30 minutes some, i think the one i was watching was feature length I, it was kind of hard to tell, but there's just like just an, like a large abundance of material. So I just always appreciate when a creator is sort of just like just constantly putting out stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's like a female filmmaker producer in Nigeria, like sort of just like, be like being the mastermind of, <laughs> of, yeah, just like this soap opera empire. And yeah, it's just one of those things like I would never have been exposed to something like that on my own. And so I just, was sort of blown away by just like the the sheer numbers of it. And uh, what what was her name again? How do you spell that? 
is a U C H E last name Nancy. Nancy. Okay. Yeah. Look that yeah. Up. Yeah. The one I was watching first was like, it was called like a bad marriage or something like that. And it's like basically like there's two couples living in this big ass house and the, both couples are cheating on each other and ends up in an unwanted pregnancy. But there's a sex scene in that where and I don't even know why I'm laughing at this, but like, like the male actor was like clearly like somewhat erect and it was just like, this is like what's just like not fly in America. Or like the sex <laughs> yeah, they scenes put a just, sock on that. Yeah, where like the sex scenes shot in the US or in the West or literally anywhere else are just much more manicured, closed set. We're gonna, you know, shoot this in a tender like in a way where it's not, you know, it's not implied that these actors are like really getting aroused during the scene. So yeah, when I was watching that, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, the only guy inside of this like salon full of women, I was like, this is like kind of sketchy, yeah. but yeah, I just like appreciate just, yeah, just the sheer audacity and just the, like the size of her productions. Like, it's just, it, it's like well shot. The sound kind of sucks, but like, yeah, it's, it's just thoroughly entertaining stuff. Yeah. Oh cool, yeah. Check that out. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, Shang Chi is the last thing I like saw in theaters, and yeah, sort of got into that. But uh, yeah, I think that's about it. It's episode fifty. Can't what's, believe. Uh, <laughs> what's coming out in theaters next? Oh well, fucking a. Tomorrow's the Matrix trailer. Excited yeah, about yeah. I was really excited about that drop and yeah, the like the interactiveness, the, that aspect of it yeah. telling you like you like whatever time that you're watching it, that's when you sort of reference it. I think that's fucking brilliant. And I didn't even get that the first time. Like I watched it and I was like, all right, they're saying a time, whatever. <laughs> and then I watched it again later and I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the same. And then I noticed what time it was. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was extremely clever. And yeah, I wasn't really keen on like the release of the first one, but apparently the first one was really cutting edge in terms of like being the first movie to really uh, capitalize on the website experience and mm-hmm. like teasing information about the movie within the website and thought that was really good yeah there's another uh trailer that's getting a lot of hype right now is uh the one with um it's the new adam mckay movie with uh, jonah hill and leonardo dicaprio oh yeah i didn't watch it i saw it floating around yeah uh, this is getting a lot of hype um don't look up yeah don't look up and yeah it's a crazy ensemble cast a lot of people uh, what is it about uh, is it another like based on a true story thing no it seems to be more like just a fiction story that's going to be like you know maybe making a commentary on you know, the pandemic or okay. you know global warming but yeah it's about um a meteor is coming to earth and they're just like trying to just convince people to like take it seriously okay. or... so it's about climate change <laughs> yeah yeah essentially yeah. so yeah it's got a, just a crazy cast got kid cutties in it so to see scott muscetti do a little bit of acting i always enjoy him on screen yeah I just... like <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead sorry Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, there's been some good trailers. Like, that is one that sort of sticks out to me because I just rewatched. No, sorry, not rewatched. I just watched um, his first film, The Big Short, and I really, really enjoyed that. And there's, um, yeah, uh, Vice is not so, is like not so great. But yeah, The Big Short, I think it does a, a good job of sort of laying out the financial crisis of 2007 and 2008. And, uh, it does a really fun thing where, it's like, oh, you think this is too boring and convoluted? Well, here's Margot Robbie inside of a hot tub. She's going to explain subprime mortgages yeah. to you. Or like, here's Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace, him, like explaining like some financial shit too. And I, I like when it has fun with it, but it doesn't get too over the top. Ryan Gosling is the narrator of that movie. And he's 
hamming it up quite a bit. Um, his performance in that reminds me of Matthew McConaughey in Wolf of Wall Street a little bit, where he's just playing a sleazy guy and he's just really leaning into it. And I, I appreciate that performance, but yeah, it seems that uh, Don't Look Up is is still a pretty big movie, but the fact that it's mostly going to be fiction, I think that's going to help it because yeah, Vice, it gets really weird because, you know, you're talking about, you know, the situation in Afghanistan and like 9-11 and the war on terror and these really real people dealing with yeah. really heavy shit. And then, yeah, the makeup is really over the top and uh, Christian Bale's fantastic. But yeah, like Steve Carell as, uh, I forget who he's playing, Steve Carell's character. Did he play like Donald Rumsfeld or something? Yeah, like Steve, yeah Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld is like, I don't know how I feel about that. It's, it's really unsettling on camera. I mean, it might be worth the watch for you just to, just to experience that. I don't know, man. Like I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I could, like the premise of that movie, I'm just like, I don't know if I could do this. I, I feel it. It's, it is yeah. acquired taste. Yeah. Um, Tyler Perry as Colin Powell is also very unsettling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Adam McKay is like homies with Tyler Perry, but yeah, he's uh, also going to be in Don't Look Up. So he's, hmm. I, I think I appreciate Adam McKay doing this sort of turn to just bigger movies and going from, you know, Talladega Nights and, you know, this like Will Ferrell. The wrong guys. And... <laughs> yeah. But now he's aiming sort of at like bigger social things. And I, yeah. I, sort of, I, I admire that. He's trying to fight his voice, you know, or he's yeah. just like, I, tr- I tried something, did it for a while. It was fun. And I've kind of outgrown it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Anything else? I think that might be it. Yeah. I'm still just, you know, going through the Venture Bros, getting oh, yeah. <laughs> blazing through that like crazy. I'm watching like three episodes a night. I uh, picked Invincible back up again. I watched two episodes. <laughs> okay. So I'm halfway through. <laughs> At the okay. halfway through that eight episode series. It's only taken me several months. You finished it though, right? Or no? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm the worst at watching TV. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're at the halfway point, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, I'm really curious what you think about the ending. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully I get there within the next, uh, before the year's over. Yeah. Good, good, good goals to have. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up for episode 50. Still can't believe it's episode 50. Still, yeah, it blows my mind every time I say it. Yeah. I still remember like recording those first episodes. I was in the dark office of my last place with a swamp cooler under the desk <laughs> because it was so fucking hot in there. And now I have yeah. a fan on my desk right here, but this room's a lot bigger. I'm downstairs. It's much cooler. Yeah. Yeah, we're not breaking down the movies uh, scene by yeah, scene, scene anymore. By scene anymore. <laughs> yeah. Not Big covered in gro- sweat. Growing up. Vegas was growing up. All right. Well, like I said, this has been episode 50 of Vague Zone. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us vaguezonepod at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or movie suggestions, please let us know. We will watch it. You tell us to watch the movie, I'll watch it. I'll pay $20 to rent it on YouTube. I paid like $30 to watch Relics. I had to accidentally pay for it multiple times. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Uh, if you'd like to tweet at us on Twitter, Twitter at Vague Zone. We're always on there tweeting stuff. It's a great platform. Uh, 140 characters or less, you know. Got to keep it brief. Keep it short and sweet. So, that's all I got to say about contacting us. You know, you know where to find us. Um, like I said, I am Thomas. And I am Daniel. We'll catch you on the next one. We're going to be talking about uh, Blade, Blade 2. 2. Yeah. Blade 2. So, yeah, looking forward to that. 
Oh. See ya. See ya.